0: Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast, I am your host, pregnancy-focused chiropractor, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest today, last time we saw her, was very pregnant and getting ready to give birth to her first child. Now she has that first child. Madison Young, welcome back to the podcast and congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so stoked to be here.
0: You're very smiley, happy-looking. I mean, I just sort of want to jump into how motherhood is going. But maybe we'll work backwards. How's life as a mom?
1: Um, I love it. I really do. Oh, gosh, it's been so, you know, when people are like, oh, are you getting sleep? How are you feeling all this? And I'm sorry to say, but I've been getting so much sleep. The baby's been amazing. The baby's been a total pleasure cruise. I mean, I don't know how I lucked out, but I really did. I know the, the pregnancy was a little difficult, but the babe is so just like a total tenderoni.
0: Uh, Yeah, the pregnancy was difficult. I'm so glad to hear, you know, everybody has different challenges along the way. Sometimes pregnancy is easy and birth is hard or parenting is hard. You know, it it could be any combination of things, but I'm glad that this part is going really well for you and uh, you deserve it. And you got lucky because apples grow on trees and yours didn't fall far.
1: Yeah, thank you for saying that.
0: Let's go back to pregnancy. I think you were 38 weeks when we recorded and maybe just starting to feel decent. You had a really tough pregnancy.
1: Yeah, it was really difficult. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. I was throwing up nonstop. I had hyperemesis. So it wasn't until eight months that I finally turned a corner and then I felt amazing. And I can't recall when we spoke last, if I started having pre-labor symptoms, but if I didn't, it was right after I spoke to you. Cause I was going to Santa Barbara with my girlfriends and we were supposed to be there for three nights and we left the next day because oh. all night long I was having these pre-labor symptoms. My stomach was hurting. I was like, I had to take a shower. I took like an hour long shower. Cause I was in so much pain, like my back was hurting, my hips were hurting, and I was, like, very confident that I was going to go into labor very soon.
0: And you were in the zone, time-wise, you totally could have.
1: Yeah, and energetically, I like, I was just really connecting with him, and I, I felt like he was going to be coming soon. Totally wasn't the case. He came very <laughs> late.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, so, yeah, at that point, you were a week or two before your due date. Yeah. So if he didn't come then, did that— pre-labor surging calm down
1: yeah as soon as i got back to la i had like one more day it was like i left on a friday i came back on sunday or saturday i forget but by monday it was like radio silent like i was totally back to normal i mean it was to the point where i told my sister to come down she was gonna hang out with me for a month to help me with the baby and postpartum and she lives two and a half hours north of sf and she came down and Everyone was just hanging out.
0: Okay. So was the baby just hanging out, not ready to come.
1: Yeah. And also too, I took off of work because I was like, you know, I, I talked to my midwife, Abby Vitikin, and I was like, what should I do? Should I just like work up to like the bitter end or what should I She's like, well, I've seen in the past, like those who work up to their due date, if you will, the baby comes later. Like, it's almost like your body really needs to settle in, calm down. So she's like, if you stop working now or you know, soon the baby might come sooner as opposed to working up to the due date. And so I was like, you know what? I'm right there with you. I'm going to stop working. And then I stopped working. I wasn't working for four weeks. And I was like, oh my gosh. It was so annoying.
0: (laughs) So you mentioned midwife. Your plan that you were putting together was to give birth at home with a midwife. Yes. And also a doula and a reflexologist.
1: Yes. And And my amazing chiropractor.
0: Your chiropractor and your partner in no particular order, by the way, and not your Rottweilers.
1: Yeah, that was a no on the dogs, and it was such a great decision.
0: And that was the plan. So after all that cleared up, how was the last couple of weeks of pregnancy?
1: Well, it was a lot of waiting and it was like a really odd time. I I never had the conversation or even read about like the last weeks or days of pregnancy, like this unknown, you're like, it's going to happen very soon. And you just don't know. And I was trying to like take myself on dates, which I'm good at doing anyways, but (laughs) just like really enjoying these like last moments and kind of just like tapping into him. But like, I would just go visit different neighborhoods, kind of shop around, go to different cafes and try to relax. And, you know, you can only do so much laundry and you can only rearrange the room so much. And yeah, at one point it was kind of, you just sit there and you're waiting to receive your child like earth side. Yeah. I guess I'm an impatient person, but that was an interesting thing to
0: kind of endure if you will. I don't know. I think you're just a person.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: And before something huge and unknown happens and you never know when it's going to have like, there's no time frame. I think any of us would start to get a little bit, you know, anxious, and really, I'd lose my mind.
1: Totally. And I kept, like, just because I'm such a nut, I was looking at potential charts, like astrological charts, being like, oh, okay, well, he could be a Taurus moon, okay, he's definitely going to be a Pisces, but maybe he'll be, like, you know, he ends up being an Aquarius moon and a Cancer rising, and so...
0: That was my guess.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I guess I was going (laughs) to say the same thing.
0: (laughs) So then what changed as you got closer and closer and you're getting more stir crazy, what changed?
1: I mean, honestly, absolutely nothing. My 42 weeks was on a Friday and I asked my midwife and I said, what's the plan? If I go to Saturday, can I still have the baby at home? And it was a real concern of mine because I really didn't want to go to the hospital. I really wanted to have the space here. And she said, well, if you're not like pushing by midnight on Friday, we're going to have to do a hospital transfer. And that totally tripped me out. And, you know, she was super calm and very reassuring. And so was my amazing doula, Nina Feeling. And, you know, we just kind of waited to see. And we're talking about options, how to naturally induce. I was like, well, what about castor oil? You know, you read all about that. I was doing reflexology almost the whole way through. And I also did acupuncture. I stopped the acupuncture like around like four months. Because I was feeling so sick and I couldn't just lay down for an hour. And then I just never went back to it because I was feeling great. But it didn't do anything for me. And they're like, castor oil is truly like last resort. I said, all right. So Wednesday before my son was born, my son was born on a Saturday. Wednesday, that's when I want to take the castor oil. I don't want to wait till Thursday because I feel like it might be too soon. Wednesday morning, I took the castor oil. So gross. So disgusting. It was like in a smoothie. And it made me throw up.
0: I oh, was sick to my stomach. Gross in the sense that you can taste it in this yeah. movie? Oh. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm just a very sensitive person in general. And that was just like so gnar. But yeah. So yeah. drank it. It was disgusting. Nothing happened. Just made me really sick.
0: Throwing Stronger up sensations. or also like upset stomach?
1: Upset stomach, throwing up. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two ones. But I was like really surprised because I know it makes you go to the bathroom, but like I didn't think it was going to make me throw up. And at that point, I was so, I have just PTSD from throwing up earlier. And my, like, oh, just right. not. your stopped. whole
0: pregnancy was, yeah. was violent throwing up.
1: Yeah. So you forget about it. And then that happened. I was like, oh my God, please not again. Please not again. But yeah, like no contraction started, no water breakage, none of it.
0: Okay, so in (laughs) California, midwives can attend home birth from 37 to 42 weeks. Mm -hmm. You're running out of time, and your 42 weeks is on a Friday. And if by Friday at midnight you're not pushing, they're out of their scope. You've got to go to the hospital. And it's Wednesday, and Mm -hmm. you've done all these things, including castor oil, and all you are is very uncomfortable, not in labor at all. Yep. Let's take a quick break and find out what happens next. (laughs) I have an incredible offer for you for my friends at Needed. An astounding 95% of women aren't meeting their omega-3 needs. Omega-3 fatty acids, especially DHA and EPA, are crucial for both mother and baby. They support brain and eye health, maternal mood, immunity, and much more but it can be hard to get enough omega-3 from diet alone, especially during pregnancy when many people are averse to eating fish. And if you've ever taken a fish oil pill, you know just how unpleasant that can be. That's why I'm excited to share that my friends at Needed have revolutionized the omega-3 supplement with two different options designed specifically for mamas. An omega-3 powder that blends into smoothies and a pill option that tastes like fresh, citrusy bergamot. Both are sustainably sourced from V. Vegan algae, not fish. Both are great options for nausea and sensitive prone mamas. Needed's omega 3 powder is delivered in liposomes, nature's very cool way of protecting and delivering omega 3, just like in breast milk. Needed's omega 3 is clinically proven to be five times better absorbed than fish oil pills. The powder is mild tasting and it pairs great with Needed's prenatal multi powder and collagen protein powder in a daily smoothie. If powder isn't your thing, Needed's got you covered with those omega 3 plus capsules, which have a pleasant citrus flavor. Needed is sharing in awesome pre-order discount just for my listeners buy two get one free on either omega-3 option powder or capsules you can stock up on either one or try them both with this exclusive discount use code 3berlin the number 3berlin at thisisneeded.com put three omega-3s in your cart use the code number 3berlin at thisisneeded.com buy two get one free Welcome back to the podcast. We're talking to Madison Young. In the birth story, we are almost at 42 weeks. You've done everything you can think of to try to get things rolling. I have a question. Is anybody checking your cervix along the way?
1: We didn't check it. We did a sweep. I think that was on Monday. Just give me a sweep. I was one centimeter. And then did another sweep. us still one centimeter because we're trying to like start it, right? We're trying to start the labor and it wasn't until what happened. Okay. So on Thursday, because now I'm freaking, I'm like, this baby is not coming. I had an OB come to the house and give me a Foley.
0: Oh, really? At the house? Yeah. Which
1: was great because she can come to the house, but a Foley for those who don't know is a Balloon catheter that they put in your cervix as long as you're one centimeter dilated, and then they blow it up and it opens up your cervix.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the most painful things ever, ever, ever.
0: When they placed it, or when they filled it, or all of oh, it. All okay. of it.
1: All of it. And she just said that she put it in, and immediately I'm in so much pain. My legs are shaking. Like I'm just tears are streaming down my face. And she said, it's going to be about two hours until you get some relief. So this is Thursday afternoon. This is Thursday at four when she put it in the two hours after that, I start getting inconsistent contractions. And so labor, I guess, has started at that
0: point. Is that exciting to you in the moment?
1: I couldn't tell if I was in labor though. I mean, I'm glad something was happening, but honestly, at that point, I feel like just between the sweeps and like doing the painful acupuncture with like them putting the needles, like the induction points for acupuncture in the most painful places, like Mm. your nail beds, your pinky toes, Mm. like it's terrible. So anyways, I was just so sick of being hurt, you know, in a way. And I was looking at my husband after they put it in, I was like, I can't believe like, so they, they blow it up until four centimeters is what it's supposed to dilate you to. And I was looking at my husband, I was like, I can't believe this is four centimeters. And I mean, this ain't nothing compared to what's going to happen. And I'm in so much pain. But he was such a rock star. So, two hours after the Foley's put in, it kind of calmed down, like the severity or the intensity of the pain. And then it starts going into these inconsistent contractions. And he's recording them, but really, we're not sleeping. They're happening every like 10 minutes, 14 minutes, 12 minutes, 10 minutes, 14, you know, it's just like kind of all over the board. And I'm texting my doula the whole time. And Nina around 4am was like, why don't I come over? And we're like, no, 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 it's okay. We have like a rhythm. She was like, you know, this is a good time to sleep because once dawn our heads are like, you know, when the sun comes up, it's a totally different ballgame. And she's like, at least like you know, you guys can get some rest. I can take care of you. Rick can get some rest. I was like, all right, fine, that sounds great. So she comes over around four thirty. I'm on the couch. Rick, my husband, is sleeping in the bedroom, and she's doing Reiki on me and squeezing my hips with every contraction. And I'm trying to sleep as much as I can. And eight a.m. rolls around, and it's like she is so right. It's a totally different experience.
0: And this is eight a.m. Friday morning.
1: Eight a.m. Friday morning. Yeah.
0: So now you're like pretty much on a twelve-hour clock.
1: Yes, completely. But it feels good. Like I'm like okay. Like I'm contracting. I'm like we're doing it. And I'm it hasn't like really hit me yet. But I'm like, okay, we're doing it. And you know, around I think it was around nine a.m. Abby, my my midwife, she comes and she checks me, and she goes, great news. You're at six centimeters. She was like yesterday you were at one centimeter. She's like, girl, you're gonna have your baby by dinner. And I was like, yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. I'm like so stoked. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like it refocuses me and I'm just like, okay, like trying to ground into this, you know, really like allowing these like waves and surges to come and around noon-ish things start to really pick up. We blow up the tub. We have our birth photographer come, which if you guys are familiar with Christina King's work, she's incredible. Amazing. So she comes and yeah, things start to get rolling. and. Then four o'clock comes around and it feels like things are pretty the same. My mom comes, my sister comes. And I will say when they came, things feel like it kind of shifted. And I've, you know, heard stories about like when new people come into your space, it can kind of slow down contractions. And even though it's my mom and my sisters, I think that's kind of what happened because it almost felt like too many cooks in the kitchen as much as I really wanted them there. I think my body felt differently, even though my mind was like, yes, I want them there. I want the photos with them. I want them to see, you know, her become an aunt and my mother to become a grandma. And it just kind of, I think, I don't know. I just think that's like where it shifted. And especially since I was, you know, I was like, oh, I'm at my baby by dinner. I'm like, that's soon. And my (laughs) body. Yeah, seriously. And I was like, when should I go in the tub? And they're like, well, do you feel like ready to push? And I was like, I have no idea what that feels like, but I do not feel like I want to push. They're like, okay, well, you know, you can go in and out of the tub. And I mean, the contractions were really intense, you know, and I'm also really tired and I haven't eaten anything. I didn't know this, but during labor, you're not hungry, or at least I wasn't. And then Nina, my doula was like, you know, why don't you and Rick just start to, just when you guys cuddle and just take a nap as much as you can. So everyone left. And it was just me and Rick on the couch. And that's when the night started to fall and it shifted everything. Everything felt way more intense.
0: So when morning came and you said things shifted, was that like an upshift? Things started to pick up more or was that a downshift? Like sometimes in the morning, things sort of peter out.
1: Yeah, no, it felt like an uptick. Like I was getting this like second wind, you know, it's like, okay. Put me in coach, I'm ready for it.
0: You know? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And then my second question is you said the surges, your contractions were really intense. Mm
1: -hmm. Can you
0: describe a little bit more about where you felt them and what they felt like?
1: So, you know, when I was asking people what contractions feel like, my mom, what she said, she's like, it feels like you're the worst cramps of your life. And I was like, oh, great, because I have the worst cramps in the world. So I was like, I got this. It absolutely felt like that, but it felt all-consuming like I mean I would say that's a very accurate description it's like the worst cramps of your life but it felt like my whole body like my hips my back my thighs my uterus like all of it was just going inwards it just felt like just a compressor like a vice pushing onto my body and yeah it was almost just like felt like a vortex in a way of like I don't want to use the word pain, but of just intensity. It was just, it kept ramping up. And the thing is, I am very familiar with that pain. It's the consistency of it and the length of it, you know? I mean, like, I may reflect on my labor, like, damn, I feel like I would have been a lot more graceful had that been shorter, because in total, it was like 31 or 32 plus hours of laboring. And yeah, I felt like a vortex, almost just like a tornado.
0: That's descriptive. Um, yeah. So then everybody leaves and it starts to get dark and you guys are just cuddling on the couch and you said it sort of shifted again. So mm-hmm. what was that shift?
1: You know, everything was dim. We just had candles and it felt, okay, spooky is not the right word. It felt really internal and it felt just like a very deep meditation. And because of the unknown of it, like it almost makes me like really emotional because, you know, I'm still kind of processing my birth and I'm definitely processing pregnancy. And even though pregnancy, I mean, it's nine months, that's so not a short time. It's not a long time either. And I feel like it happened. It was almost like even you don't get unpregnant, right? You don't like taper back down in pregnancy. You're just like all of a sudden not pregnant anymore. You have a baby. And that, again, like I haven't had the time to like understand it and appreciate it. So trying to find words to it, it's still really hard, you know, but it felt like a slowing down and it felt like a going inwards when night hit. And because there was less people, it felt like I could do that because I feel like when there was the people around, like saying it out loud now, talking it out with you, I'm like, it was almost like there's this back and forth, you know, like the engagement, which you know, I probably won't do for my second birth if I'm blessed to get pregnant again. But, you know, it's the input output that's also exhausting. And then when night hit and it was just me and Rick and my doula, you know, the birthing team, midwife team, you're just really alone with that in a good way, but in alone with it. And it got really intense. Then like, you know, I was talking to Nina, my, my doula, and I was like, how much longer is this? Like, does it get more intense? Because this is insanity. You know, we've been doing this for over 24 hours. I can't eat. I had a fifth of a bagel, one side of a bagel and I wasn't hungry. I was very hydrated, but wasn't hungry. And she was like, no, she's like, you are in transition right now. So like knowing that, like knowing I'm like, okay, it doesn't get more intense. It just gets more frequent. So I could wrap my head around that. And mind you, you know, like I had an altar set up. I had a crystal grid set up and I put all these crystals that like are really great for just like flow and movement leading up to my birth. And then when I wasn't going into labor, I was like, you know what? This is too slow of a crystal grid. I'm changing out all the stones because I had a lot of aquamarine and all that. Very soothing. I was like, I need something more, like more vitality. I need like ruby. I need like carnelian, more stimulating. Which I think helped, but you know, I had like deities on my altar. And the one thing that kept anchoring me and pushing through was actually Kobe Bryant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kobe Bryant was on your altar?
1: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, when I started like laboring, I was like, all I can think is like Mamba mentality focus. Like, what would Kobe do? Like, you know, I have like Mm. Mother Mary on my altar, and I was just like kept thinking about Kobe and that Mamba mentality. And that's what kind of helped me ground and focus and get through the surges, oddly enough.
0: Wow. So powerful. And two things occur to me as nightfalls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Number one, dinner came and went.
1: Yeah. So that was discouraging.
0: I wondered. And two, nightfalls sort of starts to make you think midnight's not that far away.
1: Exactly. So... You know, I was really proud of the work I was doing though. So I was like, there's no way this baby not. First of all, I'm feeling him. I don't feel like pushing yet. I didn't know what that sensation felt like until much later. And I was like, ah, oh, this is what they were talking about. But I'm feeling confident that I'm going to have this baby like very soon. So as, you know, dinner came and went, night's falling. I think it's like 9.30 at this point. And I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to focus really hard so the dilation station on the toilet, you've heard of this before. So my midwife was like, why don't you just go sit on the toilet? Having a contraction on the toilet for me was one of the most intense feelings. I keep trying to like stay away from the word pain. But at this point, I truly feel like I was suffering. Like this was insanity. So I I was like, you know what? We had this like beautiful moment, me and my husband and And Nina in the bathroom and we just like, it felt, it was a vortex. Like it felt like we weren't even in our meat suits, right? It just felt like spirits, like us as like light beings, just connecting and bringing this baby and talking to this baby. And I was like, you know what, mommy's focused. I'm gonna bring my baby here. Let's do this, that mama mentality. I'm here for you, baby. And I'm sitting on, and I'm going through, I was like, if I can just get through 10 contractions on the toilet, I was like, I'm confident I'm gonna have this baby immediately. So, I do the 10 contractions, which is a really big deal for me. And Abby's like, why don't I check you? I was like, great. And again, I'm feeling good. She checks me. She tells me I'm at seven centimeters. Granted, I was at six centimeters at eight in the morning. And now I'm at seven centimeters. I just start to cry. I was so defeated. I was like, you're kidding me. I mean, like, even right now, I could cry. I was so disappointed. And I guess myself, and it didn't make any sense to me yeah and especially like with how much focus and concentration and that beautiful moment we had and she said not only said she goes you're seven centimeters like that's not that's not a big deal she's like your your cervix is paper thin and they're like i've seen people dilate to 10 in like an hour and that wasn't comforting to me i was like f this this is nuts like i don't know how much more i can give i'm so tired and but that wasn't kind of like the worst of it she goes okay before in the morning she could feel the whole baby's head when she did the six centimeters she's like that's great that's why she said i'm gonna have the baby by dinner and by the way it was not like she was promising me a baby it just that was the way it was looking you know it was like sure. everything was so promising you know of course. and then she said that the baby she's like she can only feel like a smidgen of the baby's head she goes the baby's he tilted his head he moved his oh, head no. he was, So he's no longer in a chin tucked position. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, you're kidding me. So now like the baby's even in a position to really descend. So she goes, we can do spinning babies exercises, which were like really intense as well. So the midwife assistant, Johanna, she's amazing. What she did is I would lean back on her. She would take her hands around my belly towards the bottom. Towards my pelvis, and during a contraction, she would lift up and in, and I would tilt my pelvis during a contraction. I mean, I was like, "You're joking!" Like this is what? Wow. Yeah, it was so painful, and so Johanna's like, "We just need to do three. I was like, "Okay." The first one, I was like, "Okay." I can't believe there's two more. Mama mentality. Let's go. Second one, I was like, "One more, Madison. We got one more." Three, and I was so proud of myself. Like, I mean, between like the dilation station thing and this, I was like oh, like, okay, let's get this baby here. I mean, every single time you think you meet your edge, you get pushed further. And I'm like, I, you just surprise yourself? I'm like, I can't believe I have this much resilience and endurance. Like this is in stamina. It was just wild. So we go back to Abby and she was like, you did all 10? And we're like, 10? She's like, yeah, 10. And I'm like, look at my husband and he's looking at me like, I am so sorry, baby. Like he looks so helpless. Like he just wants to do something.
0: It's and our by the way, We don't like totally. to see you in pain. We like to be solution-oriented.
1: Totally. And by the way, just like a shout-out to my husband, Rick. He was so incredible. And I had zero doubt that he would be. But to experience that and for him to be there, like, there was bruises on my hips from him squishing my hips. And at the time, like, it felt so good. And, like, you don't even think about it. But remember, like, every two, three minutes, he was pushing All his force on my hips, massaging my feet, massaging my body. And he didn't sleep at all. Like every three seconds, like there's during the photos, you get them back and like you see him like just passing out in between contractions. And just anyway, shout out to him. He's a rock star.
0: Um, Shout out to Rick. Yeah. Shout Um, out to Rick. I feel like the shout out to Rick is a good time to take another break. Sure. I wish you were able to take a break.
1: Yeah, no at kidding. this Me part too. in the story,
0: but we'll take yeah. a break and we come back. We'll find out the rest of the story. <laughs> Welcome back. We're talking to Madison Young, and man, you've got the dilation station ten, and then you got these crazy maneuvers because the baby's not. Lined up with the runway quite right anymore. And yeah. you get through three and then find out there's seven more. I can't even imagine what you're feeling like in your mind and in your body and in your soul, really.
1: Yeah. And you just feel defeated and did all the 10, checked me again. The baby's still in that position. I was like, if I was guaranteed a baby in like four hours, six hours, whatever it is. And by the way, it's 10 o'clock. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, probably don't have to go to the hospital anyways. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go to the hospital. I want to, I want to epidural because I haven't started pushing at this point. I still need energy for that. So, Abby, she's like, let's do it. Like, what I love so much about my birth is that throughout the whole way, my whole team was supporting my vision and doing everything they could to, and safely, by the way, to let me have the birth that I want. It gave me choice. There wasn't like, okay, we're doing this. And this is what's going to happen. I was like, I wanted it at home. It was going great. Even like when I was like the head's turned, like we can change it. Like I mean, we can flip, not flip the baby, but we can turn the head by doing these exercises. So I really appreciated that about my birth. When I was like, I want to go to the hospital. She goes, Okay, let's go to the hospital. Abby gets Dr. Crane. I go to Cedars. Within 15 minutes of me saying I want to go to the hospital. I was being checked in. Granted, I live very close to Cedars.
0: Yeah, you must.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I live very close. I mean, you can throw a stone and hit it. And then we go in. I'm like, oh, God, I get the epidural. Highly recommend it. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he was like, he came in. and He was like, why don't you guys rest? Which was like music to our ears. Rest, and then we'll, we'll start to push in a couple hours. Great. We both fall asleep. First time. Nina comes with us, by the way. An angel. She's been with us for over 24 hours. Wow. Angel, angel. And so the next morning comes around, we're well rested. He's like, let's start pushing. You know, gave me a little bit of pitocin. Now I know what it feels like to wanting to push. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I'm ready. Okay, guys, hike my legs up. I'm ready.
0: What were you feeling?
1: Honestly, I felt like you had a poo. And okay. yeah. And when the contractions were coming, I was like, all I wanted to push because, like, you know, even though I have the epidural, like it still feels like I have to push. Like okay. you can still feel a surge. So I start pushing, pushed for three and a half hours. The doctor's trying to move his head in me, which is wild. And he goes, You need to rest. I was like, Okay, I'll rest a little bit. You know, I don't want to because it feels good to push. And I feel like I was doing a really good job pushing easily. My husband I thought it was like 15 minutes into pushing. He said it was like an hour and a half. He goes, I can see the baby. I was like, oh my God, what's the color of his hair? Because he, he has dark hair. i was like, oh my God, my baby. Like this is the first time I'm actually so close to actually getting my baby, you know? And it was just like, oh my God, I was so happy. And I'm like, again, I'm getting like a third wind at this point. I'm so stoked. Push, push, push. He tells me to rest for 30 minutes. I do. And I guess the legal limit in California to push is four hours. That's what he said four hours with an epidural. Otherwise you're going to have to do a C-section. You know, and Dr. Cran wanted the vaginal birth for me too. I mean, he really tried everything. Dr. Crane tried everything. He wakes me up at the fourth hour, right? And he goes, okay, you can push for a little bit, but if the baby doesn't come, like we unfortunately have to do a C-section. I'm like, wait, wait, wait you made me rest for 30 minutes. Like, don't I get like rolling minutes? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I can do this. I was like, I swear I can do this. Please, 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 I can do this. And he was like, listen, if the baby was actually coming down, I'd be more than happy to let's do that. But he's like, let's be honest, he's not. So I was like, you know what? Just give me my baby. I don't care. Get me my baby. I want to see my baby. I'm ready for my baby. Do whatever you got to do. So I got a C-section. Like such the opposite end of the spectrum of what I was anticipating for my birth. It was so wild.
0: Yeah. So many questions. So like physically, what was the cesarean like?
1: Yeah, it was not great (laughs) so like the epidural like would wear off by the way like very quickly i don't know why i'm naturally like a strawberry blonde like so i have a lot of red in me and apparently redheads like just eat through pain medication and the epidural was the same thing so when they were sewing me back up i felt some of it and you know i mean it wasn't bad but you know i could still feel some by the way the baby was nine pounds four ounces oh my goodness everyone in the operation room went, whoa, <laughs> <The> <laughs>
0: baby
1: came out. And then when they said his way out loud, everyone was just like, oh my God. And Dr. Crane was like, he would have been, been able to come out. And if he did, he was like, I would have tore terribly. So it kind of, you know, worked out to a certain degree But the recovery. intense.
0: Uh, we'll get to recovery in just a second. If I remember correctly, part of the reason you wanted to give birth at home was because of your hospital experience with hyperemesis Mm -hmm. that you didn't feel listened to. Am I making that up or is that?
1: No, 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 you're totally spot on. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, Dr. Crane's not famous for that MO. You know, he's so gentle and so patient. Did you, in the end, was your hospital experience, therefore, just in terms of that dynamic, What you expected, or did it beat your expectations?
1: Oh, my God. The staff at Cedars was incredible. It shifted my perspective again, which was really lovely. Like, I had more faith (laughs) in the hospital system. And the bedside manner was so, so incredible. And I really did enjoy it. I mean, I was there for five days after. And it also instilled a lot of confidence in Rick and I, like, kind of having someone nearby to like oh yeah yeah you're doing it right or you know the lactation consultants and just everyone was very gentle and also they listened to us because you know they're like okay we're gonna take the baby over here we're gonna do a, a heel stick prick whatever it is to check for jaundice or we're gonna check him for this and we're like oh no no we want the baby to stay here we're not going anywhere without the baby I'm like oh not a problem we'll bring everything here and everything was brought to us so that was really nice that was incredible
0: I'm really glad for you that you had that experience. You know, one sort of wonders if the fear, sort of speak of going to the hospital, of being treated in a way that doesn't feel empowering, kind of holds you back a bit because it's like the contrast, you know, between the autonomy that you have at home and the autonomy you thought you'd have at the hospital is so great. So you said recovery was difficult.
1: Yeah, it was really intense. And, you know, I would assume that the laboring for so long, the pushing for so long kind of contributed to that. You know, like I kind of had like a little sampling of all the birthing experiences. You know, I got a little bit of water birth, a little bit of pushing at the hospital with an epidural, and then I had a C-section. And yeah, I was texting you and, you know, I've had brain surgery before and that was an easier recovery than the cesarean I mean Mm -hmm. thankfully my husband is so strong like he had to pick me up and take me everywhere like I couldn't get up to breastfeed like breastfeeding while my baby latched immediately my nipples were so raw because I couldn't get into the optimal position to sit up to nurse him so he was was, like yeah I mean I mean he was able to feed but oh my god my nipples were like I was in so much pain. It really turned me off of breastfeeding first. Like I, I still breastfeed, but I was just like, oh my God, please somebody gets better. And when I healed and I was able to sit up right, I'm like, oh my God, this is great. Kid knows what to do.
0: Wow. What a journey in so many different ways. Yeah. I would ask maybe one or two questions to wrap up. What did you learn about you from the whole experience?
1: Well, if you would have asked me yesterday, I would have had a different answer. I I was thinking about this. Like, had we had this conversation like three weeks postpartum, I would have said something different. Yesterday, I would have said something different. Today I'll probably say something different from a couple weeks from now. But you're still learning. I'm still learning and I'm still processing. Honestly, I mean, I keep going back and forth of like I felt so powerful. I felt so powerful and I brought a life in and I feel so blessed that I have a baby, that I had a healthy pregnancy. I had a healthy birth. I mean, throughout all of it, even though all those things, it was still healthy. None of us were under distress at all. And yesterday, I felt a little shook. Like my ego kind of, I was like, damn, I, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. I mean, yes, having a healthy baby, that was number one. But I think on a personal goal was to have a baby vaginally, have a baby without drugs. And again, that makes me emotional now. I'm still kind of grieving that. I know it's still a real birth. I know I still have a baby, but that was a goal of mine. And I'm starting to, you know, go back and forth. And I've been flow with the idea of like, that wasn't the karmic path of this baby. It's not about me. I was the vessel. You know, the baby didn't want to endure a vaginal birth. Baby wanted to like, you know, just dip out. But today I do reflect back and I do think how powerful that was. And I mean, gratefuls what I feel. Like, I think I just kept surprising myself, honestly, hitting each of those edges and hitting those like, oh, we're so close, but actually we're going to take this turn. Oh, wait, you know, just one more thing. It was just like, oh, wait, like, oh, but there's still one more thing. And I was really grounded and calm and focused. And I will say I'm really surprised myself a little bit with that. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that's powerful. And just like you said, you're still processing and you're still learning things about you from the experience. But I think it's really healthy to grieve the loss of the experience that you were hoping for, that you envisioned and you wanted. And it doesn't take away from the joy and gratefulness that you have for the healthy baby and for the people who helped you get there through the detour route from your original yeah. plan. So yeah, I appreciate you.
1: I appreciate you so much. And thank Uh, you for listening also to like my really lengthy story.
0: (laughs) No, it's your story. And I just think until you go through birth, I don't think you could even begin to imagine what it's like, even when people close to you describe contractions to you and what they feel like, it was just sort of an idea until you had them yourself. And now you could really understand. And by sharing so open and freely and honestly, I think you'll at least give other people a glimpse into what that journey could be like and you know the resilience that you had in your case to be able to, when a curve came in the road, be able to embrace the curve and you know keep the journey going. So yeah. Thank you for being here and thank you for sharing crystals. Crystals is your life. I'm gonna try to bring my whole family and visit Open Eye Crystals on Sunday this weekend. But tell us where we can find you online
1: yeah so you can find me on Instagram openeye Crystals at open eye Crystals is our handle OpenEyeCrystals.com. If you find us on Instagram, DM me I'm on there and let's connect. I want to get you into crystals. I want to connect with you and every Friday we do a crystal sale online on Instagram from noon to about 6 pm. So I talk about how to use them in ritual and which ones work with each other really well. So please
0: come visit. Amazing. And to our listeners, thanks for listening and for being here. And if you'd like to connect with us online, we're also on that Instagram at Dr. Berlin. It's D-O-C-T-O-R-B-E-R-L-I-N.